You can't wait for inspiration. You have to go after it with a club. Jack London. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. I love chasing after inspiration with a club and beating it senseless. Beating something into submission is one of the only ways I can get anything done. (laughs) As somebody who has struggled my entire writing life with only writing while I'm inspired, this is a very, very important topic. It's about staying inspired. You can't sit around and wait for it. That's just not how this works. I find that I feel most inspired after I'm done writing of, oh, I have some more ideas I want to keep going. I think I sent you a meme last night this morning of how to be a writer, sit and stay. Yes, (laughs) it's true. All of these other things that we've talked about making sure that you have the right resources, making sure that you are setting goals, you're setting aside time, you're hacking your brain. Everything we've mentioned this season comes down to how to keep you inspired in your writing. Because waiting for inspiration makes you a waiter, not a writer. That was another one of those quotes that we almost pulled up for this one. But again, going after with a club, more my style. Yes. (laughs) So... It's commonly said that you can't bottle inspiration. You can't capture it. So you have to use it when you have it because it might not return if you don't. But what if you could? What if you could create inspiration? We've used this quote in the past, I believe, of inspiration doesn't come until you've turned on the water faucet. So you have to train your body to be inspired as a secondary effect, not as a primary. It's not always, I'm inspired, therefore I write. It's, I sit down and start writing and become inspired. So this episode is going to be building a habit to create that inspiration that you need. Because we've done episodes about beating writer's block But if you build this habit, you will encounter writer's block less often. You can prevent having it because you know how to make yourself inspired. The first thing we want to break down is what is inspiration? What are the things that we have to understand about inspiration before we can access it? The first thing, and I have this written in all caps in our notes, inspiration is not required for awesomeness. Most books are started by inspiration. You get that spark of an idea and you latch onto it and I want to write this story, but it's finished with discipline. You're not going to stay that brilliantly inspired for the entire writing process unless maybe you're writing flash fiction. Another thing to understand about inspiration is to recognize it when it strikes. We talked in the brain hacking episode of keeping mints in your car or wherever you get your best ideas and then training yourself to associate that flavor with inspiration. But recognize when you do feel inspired. What caused that to happen? What were the pieces in play? Did you hear this fantastic song and all of a sudden you're inspired to write? Or did you learn something new in a podcast you were listening to? What sparked that idea? And then you can use that to recreate it when you need it. 
I say this with a lot of hesitation, I guess, because I know I've used this as an excuse before. Deadlines and panic at approaching deadlines is not inspiration. You can't just set deadlines and say, yes, I am going to be inspired because I have this deadline coming. I have to use deadlines in order for me to get anything done, but I know it's not the reason for my inspiration. It's the reason for my discipline. I will sit down and write without inspiration because I have a deadline and I am disciplined enough to reach it. Another thing to understand about inspiration is that burnout is real. Don't tell me that you don't need breaks, that you have never had writer's block. If you haven't felt uninspired when you sit down to write, you're not disciplined enough in your writing. I'm just starting to get out of my burnout from NaNoWriMo. I'm finally starting to get a couple thousand words done a week. I'm not doing the couple thousand words I'd been doing a day during NaNo, but I'm progressing at a pace that I can actually maintain this time. If you are listening to this episode because you're burned out and you're trying to find inspiration, this episode is not going to be the right one for you. This episode is about maintaining that high as long as possible, not getting to it. The way you avoid burnout is taking those breaks. The way you avoid running that well dry is to pace yourself. The more you pace yourself, the better your marathon is going to be because it's not a sprint. And that pacing comes with understanding what works for you. What works to inspire you? Do you need motivational posters? I sure don't. I think they're mostly annoying. I like pretty art, though. I like good music. That can inspire my stories. Because that's the next point. Inspiration can be found everywhere. I was just talking to my composer friend the other day, and he overheard the laundry spinning down in the other room. And he actually stopped the whole conversation, tuned the pitch, and built a little quick melody around it. He heard something that I completely overlooked. It wasn't remotely interesting to me, and he created art with it. He found inspiration in the laundry cycle. You as an artist can find inspiration anywhere. And if you think about it, stories are just problems and solutions. And there are problems everywhere. So you can find inspiration for how to solve problems everywhere. There's no coffee at Starbucks. What's the story and how is the problem solved? I will say solving that problem can be difficult without coffee. But did the aliens come overnight, break in, and steal all the coffee because they don't have any on their planets? Okay, how do we get the coffee back? Obviously, this is not something that actually happened, but finding any problems in your life and analyzing them can become the inspiration for something great. I, about a year ago, read one of the new Jack Reacher novels and did not enjoy it 
because the new author's writing style was so different from the old author. I could write better than that. So I wrote a Jack Reacher short story and then submitted it to a fan fiction and ended up getting it published because why not? Out of spite. And if spite is what inspires you, please write with it. I have used spite to write many a story and it is wonderful. And that's what it really boils down to. Let everything inspire you. Let the entertainment you consume inspire you, or the crazy lady at the coffee shop, or a random fact that you learned while jumping down a Wikipedia rabbit hole. I heard that J.K. Rowling's inspiration for Hagrid actually came from a big biker dude that she met, and he started talking about how his petunias were going to grow in this year and that kind of thing. Oh, that's just heartwarming. I love it. Hagrid's one of the best unsung characters of those books. (laughs) So write about those things that you see. Let yourself see the world and experience the world. Unfortunately, that means you might have to step out your front door, which I know, ugh, people, but that's who we write stories about. We write stories about people. So unless we can go and at least people watch, we don't have to interact. We can just watch them. It's fine. Without doing that, we lack the human element or that personal connection within our stories. I have done people watching experiments with a young actress friend of mine, and we would just go to the mall and like see people and however they're dressed up and make up stories about them. And it was just, you know, short, brief, his mom dressed him that way or whatever. Completely just making everything up, but we were having fun enjoying everything around us and creating stories with it. So while we talk about writing, we are constantly giving you rules to follow. One of the best ways to get inspiration is to learn the rules, learn all of those don't do this, and then break them. You don't have to follow them 100%. Especially last November, we gave a lot of Here's the rule in English of how this is communicated. But don't forget, it's broken. How is it broken? That is now your writing prompt. Go do the thing. With every rule, there is an exception that proves it. Those exceptions become what-ifs, that become inspiration, that then become stories. So learning these rules will help you write novels. If nothing else, then by hating those rules. For decades, artists have thrived on the, you can't, you can't do this, you can't do that. That is not something that we do. But they take those you can'ts as a challenge. They're going to find a way to make it in, I can. And that inevitably makes it better. If you don't give an artist rules, the art isn't going to be as interesting. Basically every time. And what is writing if not art? And we do want you to keep in mind as you're writing through these projects, keep your perspective on the projects as positive as possible. So even though we're saying there are exceptions, there's this, there's that, you can't. If you find yourself saying that to yourself in a negative way of I can't, 
Make sure you're modifying that. You're adding the yet at the end of the sentence. If you need more reference on that, go back and listen to our brain hacking episode. Hack your brain to think of your stories more positively. If you're thinking of your stories, if you're thinking of your work in a positive way, that will open your mind to the inspiration that you need because you want to write, you want to progress, and you won't be bogged down with negative thoughts of, I can't do this, or this isn't working, or I'm not a good writer. It's all about recognizing inspiration when it strikes. Setting those goals and making sure you're managing your time well. Finding some device, some way to help you trigger the inspiration, to go along with that recognition of the inspiration. So the mints and the Tic Tacs, a flavor to help remind you. Surrounding yourself with an inspiring environment so that nothing is in your way from getting those words on the page. We also recommended having a jar of notes full of inspiration, things that you thought of that you didn't have time to work on. You write down an idea, throw it in a jar and use that to inspire you later. Writing buddies are incredibly helpful in making sure you maintain that inspiration. You maintain that momentum when you get writing. And of course, taking breaks, giving your brain a time to rest, going outside and seeing the world, experiencing life. And when you experience art, analyzing it. Well, I would have written it this way. Okay, go do it. Prove it. Go write it. With all of this, I think the most important part of being able to maintain inspiration is knowing what you're going to write before you sit down. This means thinking about your story when you're away from your story. Basically, everything we've covered this month is not about what you're doing when you're writing. It's about setting yourself up for success. That means even if you aren't a plotter, you aren't outlining it, you sit down and go, okay, I want to have this be a fight scene between the Enchanter and the main characters. I have this idea of where I want to at least start with this. Having those thoughts, having those thought processes away from your writing and then taking notes so that you remember them, that is very key, will help you when you go to sit down. You can have notes about the story concepts, about dialogue that you want to have, plot points that you want to include so that when you sit down, you can look at your notebook and go, oh yeah, this is what I was going to do. It doesn't have to be a physical notebook. You can do it digital. You can keep audio recordings if you're in a car and just need to have something out while you're driving. Just keep something on hand so that when you have that moment of inspiration, you have a way to record it. So when the moment to sit down arrives, you'll have built anticipation towards it and you want to do it. As a plotter and as someone who is inspired after I sit down to write, I keep my outline handy because I'll come up with an idea. I'll set a foothold in this scene or something and then write it down in my outline. Oh, it should go in here. If you're doing this digitally, you can do it at the end of your work in progress where you have the outline at the very bottom. So you just scroll all the way down, enter that bit of, okay, this has to pay off at this point. Scroll back up and then keep going. 
And a large part of knowing what you're going to write before you sit down is not the big picture. It's the next step. Break it down so that it becomes manageable to write. I think this was one of my biggest struggles with writing the middle of any of my books is because I didn't think through the small manageable tasks. I had still just the big picture of I want to go there. So when I sat down to write, I would look at it and be, well, I can't just jump to that part, but I don't know what else I'm doing because I haven't been thinking about it. I haven't been taking notes. So that change for me has been one of the biggest helps in staying inspired, especially when I reach those middle plot points. Another large part of staying inspired is making that decision that you want to actually do this. Not kind of as a whim, okay, maybe I'll write something today, which if that's the level you want to be at, great. You aren't going to improve as quickly, but so long as you're writing, I'm happy. But making that promise to yourself, setting those goals, setting those dates, knowing what your schedule is going to look like and applying yourself to it helps you stay regularly inspired. It also means reorganizing your lifestyle. How important is writing to you? And what are you willing to sacrifice to write? We are constantly hearing people say, I don't have time to write. Maybe not the way you currently live your life, but what can you set aside? How much time do you sit in front of Netflix binge watching a show while playing on your phone? How much time do you spend doing other things that you could be spending writing? You have to decide, is writing more important than that TV show? And afterward, making sure you reward yourself. Reflect on those successes. I was just talking with my brother about training dogs and how you start off giving them a treat every time they sit. And then you give them a treat and praise them. And then you just praise them. And then it becomes expected. They sit every time they want something from you. He has a puppy and he's been training it to sit anytime it's trying to tell him it wants anything. He doesn't have to give it a treat anymore. The treats are super helpful and especially starting that routine. But looking back and rewarding yourself for something that you have accomplished helps it become a habit, helps that inspiration become a habit. And while having a writing community is important, you can't rely on the community to keep you inspired. This is a you project. You are the only one who can write your story. You are the only one who can tell yourself to sit down and write. You are the only one that can make the decision that writing is the most important thing you can do right now. So you make that decision and your community can help support you when you do make that choice. In today's day and age, with something new and shiny to distract you constantly, especially distracting me on my cell phone, it's really hard to access inspiration because there's something else entertaining I could be doing. Not productive, but mildly entertaining. Minimizing those distractions will help make room for inspiration in your life. So get rid of the distractions. Stop multitasking. 
Make sure you're scheduling time to spend alone, away from your phones, away from social media, so you can focus. Nothing is more detrimental to my writing than Instagram. I will sit down, start to write, get a moment of, ooh, shiny, and start scrolling through Instagram instead. It's not helpful. I'm not getting any writing done. As fun as it is for me to look at all those pretty pictures of books and funny memes about writing, it's not helping me write. Limiting your access to these things until after writing is complete or certain times of day or whatever it is, setting yourself up to limit your access to distractions will help you stay on task. Lee Child, I believe, has two computers in his room, his writing computer, and then the other is the one with access to the internet. And they're on two separate sides of the room. So he has to get up, walk across the room, and sit back down in order to access whatever that distraction is. And of course, one of the best ways to stay inspired is to keep learning. There's always something new to learn. There's always something new to find out. Listen to new podcasts about different topics. If you're not a very sciencey person, start listening to some science podcasts, easy, simple ones, to learn new things about the world that might spark that inspiration when you need it. When was the last time you went down a Wikipedia rabbit hole? Never. Really? I don't do Wikipedia, but I have gone down podcast rabbit holes. How inspired did you feel before and after that? Before, not so much. Afterwards, yes. Lots, because I will get so many new ideas about a plot point that I can have in my book or an interesting magic system that I can include based on a theoretical science. Learning something new is a great solution to writer's block. It's one of my favorites, but it's also a good habit to be in in order to prevent writer's block because there's always something new that you're learning, something new that you want to talk about. Lucid dreaming. Super cool. Learned about it from a podcast. Speaking of dreaming, keep a dream journal. I had a dream the other night that would work really well for like a rom-com type story of a rivals to lovers sort of system. And I can't remember it because I didn't write it down. I just remember this one particular scene of a guy pretending to hit on a girl and she's fighting it like, oh, please, you're being stupid. But at the same time, being like, okay, yeah, he's really hot. <laughs> it was a really weird dream, but it's that perfect scene for that kind of a story that would work really well. One of the best things about building the habit of writing in journals is that nobody judges it. Nobody's going to go, hey, that plot didn't make sense. So all of those filters and all of those walls you put up that stop yourself from writing come down when you're writing, especially a dream journal. I don't dream, so it's not something I do, but a lot of people and a lot of bestsellers have been inspired initially by a dream. Another way to stay inspired is to keep the vision of your story in mind. Sometimes that's a vision board or a Pinterest board if you like to keep it digital. Something with images, with ideas, with the aesthetic of your story to keep you in the right mind space. 
It's really helpful to have this in a visual place within your writing area so you can see it while you're writing, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Knowing if you're going to publish or not, if you're going to have that cover design, if you're going to include a map in your book, will help you keep inspired now. Because let's just say you're using your writing time to create a map. You've got this big blank spot right there. Well, what is there? Obviously, the world doesn't just have a void there, unless you do, in which case it's no longer blank. But what's interesting here, even if your characters never access it, thinking about the world, filling in those blank spots on the edges of the map will inspire you. Lee and I like to use covers as inspiration. When we go to a bookstore, we'll look at covers and say, this style would work really well with mine, or this style would work really well with yours. I remember taking a screenshot of somebody's picture and drawing a couple lines on it, like, hey, we could do this and this, and that would be a really cool cover for your story. And having a vision like that for the future a goal in mind for something that can come out of your story if you finish it will help keep you motivated. Having a vision of the cover can help keep you inspired because, okay, this is the spark that I had for this. Having your writing community and your writing buddy aware of your project can be helpful. We just covered a whole episode on, hey, I'm writing an Enemies to Lovers. Having your writing community asking you those questions. Hey, I had a thought. What if they start as lovers and then go to enemies and then go back to lovers? No, that's stupid. But you're still inspired to prove me wrong in the whole you can't thing we mentioned earlier. And then sometimes you just need to give yourself some time for writing distractions. For me, I give myself a week. I am very easily distracted when it comes to new writing plots. As I'm three quarters of the way through this book, I have another idea for this other book over there. I will give myself a week to write as much as I can in this other plot, this other idea, and then get back and finish the project I'm actually working on. So I can still finish and complete books, but if that idea is still nagging at me, which it only is about 10% of the time, If that idea is still nagging at me at the end of the other book, I now have a great launching point. I have a great starting point to start writing my next book. The next step in this whole thing is to trust the process. Trust that things can be fixed later. Let inspiration guide you to word vomit all over the place. Let the words go get them out on the page, and trust that the editing will make it better. It's going to be imperfect now, but you can make it perfect later. A large part of this is suspending judgment. A huge amount of what kills inspiration in me is my own voice inside my own head going, well, that's a stupid idea. Suspending judgment is so hard, but judgment will kill inspiration. So set it aside and especially don't listen to other people's voices. That means not asking for feedback until at least the rough draft is done. This is one of those things. If you have a writing community, for me personally, I like to share pieces of my writing because that's why I write is to share it. 
but I do so in ways where it's clear I am not asking for opinions. So in that Discord writing group that I'm in, there's a section where we share excerpts. And it is actually against the rules to give feedback on these excerpts more than just a emoji reaction of, ooh, this is really cool. That way I can share it, put it out in the world, but I'm not asking for opinions. I'm not asking for anybody to critique me because I'm not ready for that yet. I don't need the judgment. I'm enough of a judge myself. Another question to ask yourself as you're looking to stay inspired and keep writing that inspiration high is, what time of day is it? What did I just eat? Did I just hop out of the shower? Know when your best writing hours are. If you are one of those people who's inspired by dreams, then your best hours are probably right after you wake up. Unless, like me, sure, I'm inspired by dreams, but my brain is useless in the morning. I am a nighttime writer. Let me write between about the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m., and I'm good. I actually figured out that the morning hours were my best hours through cell phone games. I am a huge fan of especially the puzzle games. If I am struggling with a level, it's probably at night. If I access it the next morning, it's easy and I can breeze straight through it. My mind just works better in the morning. If you're looking for another way to figure out when your best writing hours are, use the NaNoWriMo website. It's not just for November. That's when most people access it. But they have the tools there for you year round. They have a thing that says your most active writing hours are. And that'll show you how much time you're spending between certain hours writing, how many words you're getting down. Now, this does take diving into the resource a little bit more. If you're like Lee and you just update at the end of the day, it's never going to give you accurate hours. I will go through and actually change the times and say, I wrote this many words between this time and this time. And that will then give me an accurate account. It just means you have to click a different button to add your account. Knowing when your best writing hours are can also include your state of mind. If you've just listened to a new rock album for the first time, or you're driving, or you find yourself most inspired when you're in the shower. Or if you're Hemingway, a lot drunk. Write drunk, edit sober. That was his way of dropping those judgments, dropping those filters, dropping all of those things, and just letting inspiration flow. He would sit at a bar with his little yellow notepad and write a page and then set it aside, and write another page and set it aside. And he would basically write until he was so drunk that he felt like he was done writing for the day. If you want to be under the influence of something, a lot of artists say that really helps them. Not me. So long as it's legal, you do you. Another thing that may be able to help you find and keep inspiration is competition. This personally works for me very well. That writing community that I'm in has six-month challenges. You're on a team and you gain points for your team and whoever wins and has the most points at the end of the six months gets absolutely nothing except for a little medal on Discord and their team's color is the color of the banner for the Discord channel for the next six months. 
But I love that little bit of competition, being able to, even for fake internet points, be pushed towards doing something. It's the same thing as deadlines for me. I either need a competition or a deadline for me to get anything done. My sister is one of those people that if you ever want her to do something, all you have to do is tell her you can't do that. She's going to prove you wrong. Throw down the gauntlet, make it a challenge. If you're like me where competition isn't really that useful because I make every effort to exclude everyone else in my rough draft, you can still be a good writing buddy by challenging somebody else. You don't have to follow through with it. Let them win. Sure. Fake internet points. Have a grand old time. Whatever works best for you, find that and write it down, define it and access it. And use a pencil so you can erase it and go, actually, I think my better writing hours are going to be between four and six instead of six and eight. Sure, if your sleep schedule is changing, that might change too. But figuring it out and defining it will help you stick to it and get the most out of the inspiration that comes to you and help it come more faithfully when you sit down to write. So let's start building a habit of answering the muse. For the next 21 days, we want you to recognize when you get inspired and then try to recreate it the next day. What inspired you? Was it learning something new? Was it being in a certain place or people watching? Every day, find what makes you inspired and recreate it. Also recognize the time of day, the situation that you're inspired by. Figure out when your mind works best. If your mind works best just before that cup of coffee or just after. If your mind works best when your environment is full of noise and emotions and people in strange outfits. Or if it works best in a padded room with a straitjacket. Whatever works best for you, discover it and then write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 